0: You have to try the latest trend, Better Buddies. Welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ, and with us this week, we have Kelvin. That's me. And James.
1: That's also me. Hello.
0: You guys have been in a hot streak for a while now.
1: I know, dude. It's It's been... I've had a lot of fun. This has been like a whole part of my schedule now. I know it used to be kind of like hit or miss with this, but this has been fun just coming on it. Kelvin? Yeah,
0: sure. <laughs> the beatings will continue until morale improves. Hooray! Our icebreaker this week, and we are we're at episode fifty. We have two more until we've been doing this for a year. Wow! I swear to God, we've been doing this for longer, but um, we haven't. It's a weekly I... show.
1: No, I know. I don't believe him. He's lying to you. It's like I, I for, for some reason I thought we'd been doing this for almost like two years, but it's cool. It's cool that we're almost on the year anniversary then. So your year anniversary will almost coincide with Halloween.
0: I mean, basically. I started it the weekend after oh it's awesome okay (laughs) because i was how uh the way it worked was i had a halloween party last year and immediately turned around to go house sit for a friend and pet sit and at the halloween party talked with uh, alex one of our contributors and decided okay if i'm gonna do this i gotta i gotta just do it Whatever happens, yeah, just I can't it. keep hemming and hawing and planning
1: No, I think this has been uh, This has been a really This is like one of the highlights of my week Honestly, it's just good to sit down and do this So it's it's been like a really fun part of my week For sure
0: Glad somebody likes it
1: Yeah, I like it, yeah
0: <laughs> So our icebreaker this week Is what advice would you give to your past self? Oh Oh Yeah
2: Cal, do you want to go first? Uh, When your friend approaches you about a podcast, say no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Damn! I was just about to add the caveat that uh, a lot of times they cop out with these sorts of questions of like, what would you change or what advice would you give is, well, you change nothing because you don't don't know where you'd end up. You might not be here with the same people. You get all the benefits, none of the negatives.
1: Nah. Yeah, we'll 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 treat it
0: we gotta treat it a little
1: bit more realistic. Waning lottery numbers. <laughs> there you go. Some uh, back to the future two shit. Um I would say for me, um like I think the thing if I've learned anything at least in the past like two months or whatever, just like working the job that I'm working now, it's like the idea of hard work comes in forms that you would never expect it to and it doesn't mean you should like shrink away from it that makes any sense like it's been a it's been a big adjustment for me to like work this job and also do the stuff that I want to do but I found I've gotten more used to it um and just because something is difficult and not just difficult as in like physically or mentally demanding but difficult in just like a time sense like just day in day out like doing the same thing you just got to be able to find i don't know you got to be able find to
0: rhythm. find a way, find a rhythm you know,
1: yeah yeah you got to find a rhythm and a way to rationalize it and say like okay well this is where i am right now and i have an idea of where i want to be so how can i get from point a to point b um, and not shrink away from it because it's really easy to for me like I was for a while with this job like coming into a lot of like oh, this isn't really what I want to do this is a lot of demanding work Um, it's not difficult in like the sense like I'm not breaking big rocks into small rocks or anything <laughs> but it's just again it's like day in day out just that kind of like
0: daily grind form-
1: Yeah, that mundane difficulty um, of just doing that, and I think trying to find um, ways that you can use that to your advantage, and
0: so your advice to to your past self is tough it out,
1: tough it out. Like, and not tough it out like oh, just accept everything. Like, you can definitely bitch, you can totally bitch a job. Like, that's totally normal. Um, I viewed a lot like when we were on the swim team, where it's like. Yeah, like this sucks, but like I want to do it for the people and I also want to do it for me where it's like I almost want to prove to myself that I can overcome this in a, in one way or another. And so. we
0: won't shut up about how much we hate it the entire time, even though we went back every year. No, we will not, no,
1: no. Um, yeah, and I loved swim team. I loved being on the swimming team as much as I bitched about it, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was tough. It was tough in a bunch of different ways than I never expected. And in a way, this job is very similar to that, where it's like, it's tough in ways I didn't expect, mm-hmm. but I don't wanna just up and quit and just throw in the towel while I'm there. Like I wanna actually try and find a way to contribute. Put the effort in. Yeah. Yeah, without, without like, totally buying into it. Because, like, when I was on the swim team, I knew that I was never going to be, like, a state champion. You know what yeah. I mean? In the same way that me working this job, I know I'm not going to be, like, a regionally lauded anchor or whatever. But it's just, like, trying to find a way oh, that you can... Not attitude. <laughs> well, not with that attitude, you're right. Um, no, so but it's attitude, just trying James. to find... Yeah, try, try find a way for it to to work for you and to work towards like what you still want to do because you might be doing something that takes a majority uh, up of your time that you don't want to do, but it can still be of service to like you, not only in like a financial sense, but like a, a personal sense, like personal growth and stuff like that. So I, I would like I've learned a lot just about myself yeah. even just being this job. Um, so that's, that's what I would say. It's like hard work comes in different forms and just like get ready to accept it. And don't you can you can definitely bitch about it, but don't totally just throw in the towel. Just because
0: it tough. got a little tough,
1: yeah. Because um, okay. sometimes it gets tough in ways you don't expect. So just just roll with it and still do what Improvise, you want to do.
0: Adapt, overcome.
1: <laughs> Improvise, adapt, overcome. Yeah, exactly.
0: I like I like Calvin's lottery numbers idea a lot. It's a classic because. That's a much better idea than what I was going to go with. I was just going to go with, like, hey, man, maybe be chill.
1: Yeah. That's just, another good... Just be chill. That's good advice. That's not that's not bad advice. Yeah, just... I don't know. Expand on that. Can you expand I mean, on that? What do you mean?
0: I know I was very... I guess anxious? Not in a, like, oh, I've got an anxiety disorder sense, but in yeah. high school and early college... And middle school a lot, middle school, high school, early college, a lot of anxiety and nervousness and I had no reason to be. Yeah. Like just be chill.
1: Yeah. It's you know, like
0: those those who mind don't matter, those who matter don't mind kind of thing. Like
1: Yeah. And it's not who was, a...
0: nobody who's important to me gave two craps about my interests. Or who I was talking to, or any of that stuff. I, it, I,
1: there. It's like, uh, it's it's like that challenge of just finding something in your life that you can like dedicate yourself to, and just make meaning. And then if you find that meaning, like you don't, it doesn't really matter what people think, because lo- as long as you're happy doing it, um, and fulfilled in some degree, and you feel like you're working towards something. It's uh you can not necessarily a, build your life around it. That's a but much it's a- better
0: way to put it, James. Not be chill. Meaning comes from within. Yeah. I was I was yeah. place, I was making too much of my meaning from external sources. Meaning comes from within.
1: Yeah. And it's it's something that sounds like cliche, but it definitely like the like Just because it's
0: cliche doesn't mean it's not true.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Our next segment, better buddies recommend. Where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy, and I'm realizing I didn't do a great job of finding media this week, so I somebody pieces. needs to go
1: before me. I have two pieces I'd like to recommend. Um, is that okay? Yep. No. Oh, uh, well, Calvin said no. Damn, I have spoken. Damn it. Um, I'm gonna do it anyway. All right, here we go. Uh, first, my first media recommendation would be, and uh, I was not. This is not my first first recommendation. This just Cal and I when we're, when we were all talking about uh, like a bridge series and stuff like that or just anime or dubbing I was thinking of uh series um Ghost Stories <laughs> Cal Cal and you know <laughs> I showed sharing... me this once Yeah it's so good so basically for anyone who doesn't know Ghost Stories is a like late 90s early 2000s anime that was given to I don't know if it was Funimation. It was given to one of the the Western American like dubbing companies, and it was basically like the Japanese studio didn't care what they did with it. Um, so they basically said like you can do whatever you want, and the the company, the American company, basically took this like series, and it's basically like a professionally produced bridge series. It's so funny. It's like. Because they just didn't care. So you've got a bunch of professional voice actors and editors and all of are making this series um, based on, like, a Japanese, like... I think initially it dealt with, like, kids who were in, like, middle school or high school like, going around, like, solving supernatural mysteries around their area. Um, but the Abridged series, like, or the dub just turns it into this, like, ridiculous, like, non-sequitur. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Uh, mainly because it's produced by, like, professional people so i'd I'd say check out both stories you can find highlights on youtube and stuff like that for sure um
2: (laughs) it's in no way like an actual series the the, the dub the people doing the dub were pretty much just told yeah it didn't make any money here do uh (laughs) do anything just try and get anyone to watch this
1: <laughs> yeah you can definitely tell that it was like it was just kind of something that was put like dumped in their lap and they were just like all right like we're gonna this is what we're gonna do um it's hilarious i think it's really really funny so ghost stories is i like part a part b is the one that i really want to recommend which is the it's very specific but it's the first episode of south park's 15th season
0: okay and uh,
1: Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Excuse me, Jesus Christ! Good um, grief. All right, it's called uh, the first episode of S- South Park's fifteenth season. It's human scent iPad, which is one of their funniest episodes, I think, and also I think it's the last episode where they they got like a th- uh, over three million viewers on on the Nielsen rating. So it's really? like. Yeah, it's the last, quote-unquote, most popular South Park episode Um, to date, as far as I know. Um, And basically, the plot, really quickly, is... uh, It centers around... I think it was made in 2011, 2012, when Apple was starting to become, like, way, way bigger and way more of a feature of American culture. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, they make iPods and phones. It was like, oh, they're making a whole... It's a whole thing. They control your home. They control everything. And... The idea behind it is essentially um, Kyle, like uh kid in the orange jacket and the green hat. He pressed agree to the Apple terms and conditions, and he didn't read it.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: one of the one of the recurring jokes is like, obviously, no one reads those things, really. But one of the recurring jokes is like everyone he talks to, he's like, I didn't read the terms and conditions. I don't know what I was agreeing to and everyone he talks to, like all his friends. And other people are like, what do you mean you didn't read it? Like, we all read it. Like, how did you not? <laughs> um, and basically what he ended up agreeing to was Apple could kidnap him and sew his mouth to the anus of another person and sew another person's mouth to his anus and make him, with two other people who agreed, into a human centipede, which is basically the human centipede with an iPad um on the butt of the person who's at the end of the like human centipede um (laughs) and this this was more culturally relevant when both apple was coming more into the forefront also the human cent centipede movies were like out there but i think it's hilarious i think it's a great episode um it's one of the last episodes for me where it's like this feels like really great south park um and I would just encourage people to watch it because I, I personally think it's really, really funny. And you can find it online pretty easily. So Human Sentipad would be my my recommendation. Um, I think it's great.
0: Okay. Calvin, what do you have?
1: Um,
2: I would have to say... <clears throat> oh, I know. Um, there's this guy that I don't honestly know how I found him. Mm-hmm. um his name is craig mod um I, th- <clears throat> I think that's his last name i actually don't know um but that's what he goes uh, craig mod um it's gotta be his last name anyways i digress uh he's uh he's a photographer and i don't he's not like a reporter he's i don't know what the what he would be classified as james maybe you know he's uh I guess just a writer. He does like short essays and stuff. Okay. Um, and he's, he's based in Japan and he just goes and like walks. It, the main thing he does is he likes to go on walks and he likes to explore like um, these traditional pilgrimage routes mm-hmm. um, that are like across Japan. And I bought his book that came out this summer. It just actually arrived today. Um, And it's all about him walking this historical roadway that connected the two major, um, Kyoto and Tokyo. Um, And it's just a full of a bunch of essays of him exploring the route. And it's called Kisa by Kisa. Um, And uh, Kisa is short for Kisaten, which is uh, cafe. So a Kisa is like a traditional Japanese cafe. Um, And it's basically all about him encountering all of these different cafes along his walk and just stopping at each one and getting to know these like what, cause most of them are all owned by these like just old Japanese people. Mm-hmm. And like, so there's so many different stories and he's a really amazing photographer. I follow him on Instagram and he does, he, do, he does really great work. I really love his stuff. He also did a uh, uh, binaural podcast of his walk um, mm-hmm. that he wrote about where he um, is called SW945, um, which stands for somewhere at 9.45. And basically, he initially was going to do it at 9.45 every morning. But as he goes longer on the walk, the times get more and more random um, in the morning. So, um, But basically, for 15 minutes every day, he would use these special binaural mics that basically wore like earbuds so that it would record binaurally. Um, and it's just him walking for 15 minutes. There's, he doesn't talk and you just hear the audio of what he would have been hearing for those 15 minutes. Huh. It's really awesome. Um, I've listened to the entire thing. Uh, it's really relaxing. And if you just want some great background, like sounds, cause it's basically just like when he's in the city, it's just some city noises when he's more out in the countryside you just hear, like, nature or the sound of him walking, or if he's just sitting on a bench somewhere, um, you'll hear other people moving around him. It's really cool.
0: I think awesome. the word to describe him is artist. Like, Yeah. It's just such a combination of, stre- like, a diverse array of delivery systems for one topic.
1: Yeah, it's almost like an, I guess, in a way, like a naturalist. Like, if you want, like, in an artistic sense, like, he's really trying to give a, like a comprehensive view of, like, the nature of some parts of Japan, both Japanese culture and Japanese, like, nature in general. But, yeah,
2: I mean. Yeah, I mean, to a degree, he's definitely obviously focused about nature and the walks and stuff. But at the same time, it's less about the naturalist aspect of it. Okay. It's, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to describe. Yeah. It's just that he just likes to go on walks and it's more about the walking aspect. Um, a lot of his photos, um, that he posts on Instagram actually are more like, uh, city shots, not like big Tokyo city. I don't know where he lives. He might live in Tokyo, but a lot of his stuff is more kind of smaller cities, of, um, like around Japan. That's cool. Uh, cool.
0: That's Craig Mod with the last name M-O-D. Yep. Cool. Hmm.
2: So I highly recommend checking out some of his uh, essays. And definitely follow him on Instagram. He's got really good photos. Sweet.
0: So I'm going to take us back into a slightly more uh, less sophisticated realm. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to recommend the first fifty issues of Fantastic Four. Why? Because they are some of the first superhero comics Marvel made. Uh done by Stan Lee, Jack oh, was it Jack Kirby or Kirby, Jack Kirby? Kirby uh, it was probably Kirby. Um and it's ju- it's really wholesome simplistic sci-fi adventure of hey this the transforming a- aliens showed up and tried to uh, take over the planet but we stopped them and now they're cows
1: yeah or <laughs> great
0: we're going to go back in time to retrieve a rock to cure the thing of being a rock man oh turns out there's another time traveler here who enslaved us for a little bit but we were totally. free
1: I feel like that's a nice thing about, like, I haven't read many, like, older superhero comics, but from one of the ones, some of the few that I have read, it's always nice, like, it is nice that they are simpler, because it does feel very, like, quaint almost nowadays, and it's like, oh, man, there's, like, there's no, like, there's nothing really going on other than what's happening in the plot and the story, and it's kind of comforting in a way. It's like, okay, this is kind of cool, they're just kind of doing their own thing.
0: Yeah, there are collected editions you can buy. You you can like, buy them online. You can get them from libraries. And one of the nice things that, frankly, I wish they'd kind of get back to with comic books is they still had, like, over... Like, they, they still did, like, cross-character plots, and they'd still do, like, b- uh, publisher-wide events, like Secret Wars. Yeah. But even up and to that point, with, like, Secret War, the first Infinity War. Once you finished those events, it was back to, hey, what's the day-to-day thing going on? Yeah. And I, I feel like because of the drive to try and get readers and the excitement, even in individual books, there's still too much of uh, multiple issue storylines. Okay. Of, like, part one of eight. And yeah. Once you get to the end of eight, it's part one of twenty.
1: It's actually it's actually interesting because this intersects with like kind of almost what I was uh, a little bit of what I was talking about in some stuff with like South Park, where South Park has started to do that, where like South Park for a majority of its run was episodic. So day in day out, <clears throat> all the episodes were self-contained events that reset every week. Um, yeah. And now, recently, in the past five or six seasons, they've transferred to a more serialized, like, there's plots that are carried throughout the episodes. And to me, I prefer the older South Park, where it's more just episodic, like, the adventures of these people in this mountain town, um, from episode to episode, with no real continuity uh, between those segments. Um, and it kind of sounds similar to what you're talking about, where it... it um Correct me if I'm wrong, but those older superhero comics, it was really more of, like, a monster or villain or event of the week where it was, like, this is what we gotta do this week, and then the next week is gonna be something different. There's no real overarching, like, mythology or storyline that you have to necessarily uh, know to follow.
0: Yes and no. Yeah. Uh, It was definitely easier. Like, there wasn't a huge, you need... 50 issues of backstory in order to understand who this one character is. But there would be, like... The... Mr. Fantastic would reference something, and they'd have a little asterisk in a box saying, See issue number 25, Smile and Stand. Okay. Okay. So, like, they expected you wouldn't necessarily... Like, they expected you should be able to pick up an issue and jump right in. Okay. And... You might have to go scrounge around and find backlogs if you really wanted to get, like, what they were talking about. But if you kept reading forward, the gaps would kind of fill in eventually.
1: That's nice. I mean, that's, I think that's, like, a at the very least, it's a more approachable way to do it.
0: And I think I've realized that's part of why one of my guilty book pleasures are Mm -hmm. those series where usually it's, like, fantasy or sci-fi yeah. there's like 20 like 20 books in the series but you can grab any one of them off the shelves and start reading because the first chapter fills you in on who everybody is yeah oh um, yeah Jim Butcher's Dresden Files are a little bit like that there was one book about werewolves I picked up at a shop co one time and I thought I grabbed the first book until I like double check the inside cover it's like oh no this is the third book okay
1: well, that's, and that's, like, that can be nice, though, too. Um, again, like, and I think that's a good way to do it, is, like, um, being able to walk into that kind of series or a book like that and not know that it's necessarily part of, like, a series, um, an overarching, like, universe, even, mm-hmm. is nice, because it lets you kind of put yourself in whenever you came in instead of, like, you get... Uh, you know 10 pages in and you're like oh fuck I should have bought the last three books so I could know what's going on
0: you know? yeah uh, and
1: that, that's not to say like there's definitely merit in those stories that are more like serialized and more reliant on you should know this because they can be very rewarding and, re- and enriching in their own right Um, just following this very complex story that develops it also it's also nice for some of those to just be able to be able to hop into it and it's it's kind of like The Witcher. Yeah. Like I read the third Witcher book and I never read any of the Witcher stuff. I really didn't know much about it. And I was able to get a pretty clear sense of like the world and the character of uh, is it Geralt or Geralt? Um, Geralt. Geralt Geralt. Okay. Get a sense of his character, get a sense of Geralt's character, and world he's in and stuff like that without having to go back um, to the backstory but also at the same time it's like oh I'm interested in this like I read this book and it was cool maybe now I will go back and read some of those other books because it'd be cool to know like some of the backstory that led up to this potentially but yeah.
0: yeah and I would just a little bit of comic theory I would theorize that's part of why DC has rebooted its universe like four or five times Okay, is they keep doing that serialized stuff that marvel's now kind of doing but they started doing it a lot sooner because they started a little bit before marvel did and they keep writing themselves into walls uh, or into corners we're like there's like four or five batman continuities yeah there's, uh, the main universe is rebooted, like I said, four or five times now to mm-hmm. the point where they originally limited themselves to, like, 50, the new 52. There's 52 universes in DC continuity, which, yeah. is like, okay, that makes it, like, easier for people to handle the alternate universe stuff, except you've now limited yourself to 52 universes with no room for growth
1: on well, the and the other issue with that is that if you know going in it undercuts a lot of this the severity or gravity of some of those plots i'd argue because if you know for instance you might be reading like a batman comic and if batman is in trouble that would be worrying if that was the only timeline that batman existed in but if you know that there's all these like other exigent universes that he exists in it's like well why does this necessarily matter and it like that's not to say that it 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 totally invalidates the story or the dramatic stakes but it definitely makes it difficult i, I know that was the complaint with like some of the marvel stuff is like especially in the movies it's like you knew these people would be back like you knew that that, that yeah. someone would somehow so it's like when people died um well, it like
0: and part of that's disingen- just
1: like yeah.
0: Part of this is just like an origin from the comics. In comics, yeah. only like one person has stayed dead. And that's Uncle Ben. And <sighs> even or and Uncle Ben and Batman's parents are deadened comics. Right. Yeah. And even then, alternate universe versions have been brought in Uh and like looked at it. And for a while batman's dad from the flashpoint timeline where bruce died in the alley his mom became joker and his dad became batman
1: that's cool
0: it's cool but his dad got brought over into the main universe and was working with bane to basically break batman's spirit with the goal of forcing his son to stop being batman for his own safety
1: yeah and that's the issue with that too is like Obviously, the, the I mean, a lot of the, the entire crux almost of the Batman mythos is that event, right? Where his parents get shot, and that's his whole, that's the whole character's, like, yeah. inciting incident, motivating events, like a cornerstone of his personality. That's the issue, then, is if you go back and you do that. Um, It doesn't necessarily invalidate anything, really, but it does make it harder for people to hold their suspense of disbelief because it's like, well, you've gone back and you've revised the, like, core text. So who's to say that any of what I'm reading now isn't subject to that same kind of change in the future? Um, that's yeah. a big part of, like, a story is, like, trying to maintain... Sense of like gravity or reality within it that whatever reality the story creates, um, while also like exploring, like, fictive elements. So it it becomes difficult, I think, with comics, and that's what makes them so interesting. Is like, how do you balance that need essentially to turn out weekly issues and without like tilting into absurdity?
0: In part sense. of my thinking on it is we shouldn't be like you can compare comic books to classic literature or to movies, TV, what have you. But I think the best comparison is ancient myth in that you have these general concepts of a character, Zeus, Mm. Hercules, um, and Thor, like you have these concepts and you have legends around them and not all the legends have the same details the yeah. same things there's different ones some that may or may not have been as true as others but they're still enjoyable
1: i would say okay here's what i would say i would agree with that to an extent i would say in structure yes and even in archetypal presence yes because like you could argue that for instance like a character like batman is like the you say, you say that argue,
0: for he, a while he, he, that was what they actually were doing
1: But, like, you could argue he's, like, an American, like, archetype. Like, he's very – it's about overcoming adversity. It's about, like, rising to be better than your circumstances, um, regardless of where you come from and things like that. But obviously the big difference between, for instance, Greek or Roman myth or any myth and comics is that, uh, like, comics and their characters are not the foundation of, like – a our society's like morals at least not yet um like mm, they truth justice in the american way it's it's it, their representations but they're not like people don't have there's no temple to batman you know what i mean like and don't get me wrong i could see in the next hundred years like that could definitely come about like i'm not going to disagree and i think in like in a way i'd agree they do represent a kind of America, mm. but well, I think like um the 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 difficulty with that is that um yeah, again, so there's no like those myths evolve from a more like in Greek and Roman times evolved from a more like it was like the stories came after, and the gods came first but now it's like the stories come first, and the gods come after, if that makes any sense um, yeah that so sense. I, I would like. I'd argue that they do cement like, a certain mythology that holds, like, quite a bit of weight, clearly, in our society. Um, a
0: couple billion dollars worth, hey-yo!
1: Couple, a couple billion dollars worth, for sure. Um, but I would argue that's where the, like, comparison to the Greek myths ends. But that doesn't devalue them, necessarily. Like, comics or anything.
0: Cool. Kelvin, cool. what do you think?
2: Uh, Yes.
0: Excellent. <laughs> very succinct to the point. Well, nice. well said.
2: Did you guys hear that? Uh, moving on. Yes. Uh, did you guys hear that uh, Britain bombs Poland? What? Right? Oh
1: wait. Oh oh yeah. Very funny, Calvin. Yeah, they did. I mean, it had yeah. a seventy-five year long fuse on it, but it was it was a bomb that was in like a Polish lake or something like that
2: in a canal. It, yeah. yeah. So they found a what? like twelve thousand pound bomb in a Polish canal and there's video of this. Um, and they were trying to diffuse it by a process of where they just set it on fire, which, um, what? yeah, well, I mean, they couldn't, cause it was underwater, like literally set it on fire, but the process, um, according to the article involves trying to burn the uh, like fuel in the bomb instead of actually straight detonating it. Huh. So it's more of like a, controlled, like, very small burning of it to try and burn it away so it doesn't just explode. Yeah. However, um, given probably that it's a 75-year-old bomb, it decided it didn't want any of that and exploded. Me, I saw the video footage of that. It was yeah, so sad. it's, like, a massive explosion underwater, and it's just a massive plume of water that goes up.
0: They nobody got hurt. Nobody no, got hurt.
1: They evacuated the surrounding yeah. area before they did that because they had no idea, like, yeah, they, It's a, <laughs> it's yeah, a 75 remember.
2: year old bomb they, That's like 12,000 they, pounds They were not taking chances with that So yeah that's everyone awesome. was away from it I assume it was some sort of automated process mm-hmm. That's oh, good yeah. But yeah I saw that this morning And I thought that was pretty funny
0: Oh man you know, That's going to be a heck of a thing Just go swimming in the lake Beautiful day
2: I want to know how they found it because none of the articles talk about how they found it. But it's like, it no, it's it, it's underneath. It, it's in a canal. Like, how do you just there, encounter that? No, I think there's there,
1: there's got to be if that thing's been around for so long, especially after like I mean, what we're seventy five, almost eighty years out from the end of the war. Like, there has to be a survey or a registry of like, no. I don't know. Arsenal, the they of, dropped like, so many bombs. It's
2: true. That's
0: the whole point of landmines too, isn't it? Like, there are places you still can't go because they don't know where the landmines are. A lot of
2: Southeast Asia. You yeah. just don't go out into the fields or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, it's like all those abandoned missile facilities in, like, Russia
1: and, like, wherever, where it's, like, they could still be technically automated, but we just don't know, like, what's actually going on uh, with them because they were abandoned after the wall fell
0: um yeah it's,
1: yeah Quote it's, unquote there's
0: abandoned.
2: A, yeah there's We're a bunch of you, li- Putin <laughs> yeah yeah
0: Putin you can't All fool right. us
2: yeah I, I found another article talking about it and it just it just says the bomb was found in the canal maybe like, the bomb
0: found itself <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah it, it, found it really doesn't talk about how they found it
0: the bomb, the bomb found Jesus and realized it was a danger to itself and society and needed to be handled by professionals, so it contacted local authorities.
2: Yeah, apparently.
0: I don't know. I, uh, I, I still like the idea of some kids going swimming illegally and are like, oh yeah, we've known about that for like 10 well, years. Well, it's more they
2: probably have to go pretty far down underwater to find it.
0: True. True.
2: And the canal is not exactly... Uh Oh, according to this, the bomb was 21 feet long, so that helps finding it. Oh, I mean, if it's 12,000 pounds. Yeah. Um,
0: How deep is the canal?
2: Ah, here we go. Uh, this, this, this is just a comment on a news article, but it makes sense. This person says that the Polish Navy – oh, no. The Polish Navy said that the bomb was found last year during preparatory work to deepen a waterway leading to the port so they spent a year with it there
0: well yeah i bet considering bureaucracy and getting a plan together for how do we get rid of this yeah i
2: guess but i mean at the same time it is underwater not exactly like if you look at overhead shots there's like stuff near the edge like the only thing near the edge of the canal is like the edge of the canal like there's just like there's probably some like some sort of uh infrastructure stuff there but it's like just trees there's not like houses nearby it's not in the middle of a city
0: i i imagine so the detonation
2: did like no damage so it's like uh the only thing to be worried about is the people that actually have to detonate it
0: (laughs) but it could also have been one of those things where they're just like it hasn't gone off yet we could take our time on this
1: Uh, that's also yeah
0: welcome back james thank you i'm back our next segment is how to be a better buddy where we give yeah. some funny and some real advice uh our first question this week from yahoo answers creepy person looking through my windows late at night what should i do for call details, the police done this has been happening for two weeks call the police done <laughs> call the cops james what's yeah. your answer yeah i mean james this should be an easy answer yeah, I mean, call mom, it doesn't
1: happen at a regular time. Like, are you sure that it's just like someone looking in your windows? Is it just somebody who's like going outside or doing whatever? Like, what are the specifics? It could just be somebody who's like, if you're living in an apartment, especially someone
2: who's just like <laughs> out there.
0: they're looking in your windows late at night. I think you can call the police. Yeah, it I would be I mean, especially I'm not,
2: worried if you're not on the first floor.
0: Because that means yeah. they own a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> They're levitating. Everybody uh, knows ladders are the most dangerous game.
1: It is, yeah, other than, yeah, other than the other most dangerous game.
0: Checkers?
2: Pats.
1: Yeah, that one. That's it, yeah. Which one? Just a few fingers. Some checkers games, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I can't believe we read that short story when we were freshmen in high school. That's pretty it's fucked up. It's a story. good short story. I used story. it with my <laughs> it's, it's a good introduction. to like, oh my god, I didn't know people like even thought about this. But
0: Dude, I used it with ever, my freshmen. For the most part, they enjoyed it. Which is there people, ever... Like, we need to revamp the education system if they're not getting good literature.
1: Is there ever... Has there been historical documentation of people like that who just hunt other people for sport i'm not saying it hasn't happened but has there been like official
2: documentation this has happened of the way it happens in the story probably not of people hunting other people yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. like like a set place where people either get lured or oh like an
2: island or something like in the yeah Uh, i would stocked with people I would guess are. no. I would probably say no, but that also sounds like some sort of like rich Jeffrey Epstein person kind <laughs> yes, of deal going yeah, on. So who knows? Yes.
0: Like, I mean, it's, it's in uh, Parks and Recreation. Dennis Feinstein looks at uh, Tom Hiddleston at one point and is like, "We should go hunting sometime." How fast can you run?
1: It's <laughs> 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 awesome. I love Parks and Rec. I was watching a bunch of clips at work today of Parks the Rec. It's great.
0: James, do your work. James, and, uh... you're supposed to be working.
1: <laughs> hey, dude, I do my work. I get all my work done by like 9.30, and then I have an hour and a half where I just sit there and I watch YouTube videos and rechart stories. Oh, like That's the rest of awesome. the working
0: world. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, like... Yeah, uh, if someone's looking through uh, your window, call the cops.
2: Call the cops. Just be careful. Or uh, kidnap them, take them to an island, and... Hunt them for sport. most dangerous game. Ask Jeffrey. I
1: think we should do Form a seance.
0: Our next question: Why does my boyfriend stands up every time he has to shake hands with someone? Uh, For their details, I rarely see people doing that.
2: Who sits down and sh- who sits down and shakes the one hand? That's weird. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Oh, always. We
1: always stand up. Yeah. Normally, like uh, if you're standing already, like so, it's not out of the. It's not.
0: It's not out of the uh, ordinary if you're already standing. If you're sitting down and yeah. someone enters the room and you're going to shake their hand, you stand up to do so. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's just a polite thing to do. Yeah. The proper thing to do. Proper. Yeah, that's what I, yeah.
0: The proper thing to do. Yes. So yeah, stand up to shake hands. It's it's just fact. Do it. Yep. Our- just had it. Next I keep I've I, I'm sorry no, no, go ahead, I, have, go
2: ahead. I have a thing now where because of Boy Scouts I always shake with my left hand because the in, in cub Scouts you do like this like special handshake with like you do like the two fingers yeah. that you do in cub Scouts but you're supposed to do that you like shake hands by extending your first two fingers that's like the cub Scout handshake um I don't know if that's because like when you're younger that's like cooler <laughs> you have like a secret handshake but when you get into Boy Scouts your ha- the Boy Scout handshake is just the left hand. You use your left hand because it's supposed to be the hand that's closest to your heart. Hmm. Um, but now I always reach out to shake hands with someone with my left hand. And like nobody else ever does that. So it's always awkward just like, ah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> are you right hand dominant? or are you? Left? I am right hand dominant. But yeah. I spent like 10 plus years if I yeah. went up to like shake. And like you don't typically shake hands often in like your normal life unless you're you have like a job where you're going out and like meeting people um so it's like not as common to shake hands but in like boy scouts like uh, i there'd be quite often situations where it's like you're congratulating someone else on their like rank advancement or achievement or like just something going on where you're just meeting a lot of people and like you would shake hands with my left hand so i'm way more used to now shaking hands with my left hand I miss handshakes so much because i have to do one of the
1: <laughs> where you go out and meet people like i'm meeting a new person almost like every day when i go out and interview somebody and it's like not being able to... yeah not being able to shake somebody's hand like sucks it's like such a small gesture but it's so
0: it's a reaffirming crazy. sign that we are mutual uh people yeah. in this current arrangement
1: it's this nice like little, it it sounds weird to say, but it is really like a little intimate moment that's still like acceptable to like do that, to just shake somebody's hand. Um, and then oh. I, it sucks. Cause like when I say hi to people, it's like, I just have to stand and like wave my hand and be like, Hey, what's up? I'm going to be interviewing you. Um, and it's just, it creates this weird distance, but yeah.
0: Side piece of advice real quick. Shaking hands, firm, not crushing, not limp, uh, you go either as long uh, as they go, or for three to four firm shakes.
1: Okay, I didn't know
0: that. That is that is handshake etiquette. Uh, now you
2: <laughs>
0: Our next question: Can I ask you a personal question? No. There's no. your answer. The question is: Can I ask you a personal question?
1: That was a, no. If you have to ask, sure.
0: James. James, what's your I, answer?
1: I'd say, shoot, ask me. We'll see.
0: I'm going to split the difference. Maybe. It's <laughs> up
2: to you. Here we go.
0: Take your chances. Play that lottery.
2: I mean, if you're going to ask a question, just ask the question. Asking if you can ask a question is the stupidest thing ever.
0: And if you're That's ask, an example
2: ask. of a stupid question.
0: There we go. <laughs> if they ask, Army. just say yes, you already did, and walk away. That's fair. Kelvin, I thought you'd like this next one. Uh... Based on our scouting experience together, how do I walk through a wall under single oh, and dating?
2: Yeah, you just have to uh, achieve Life Scout. Some context for that. Um, so in Boy Scouts, we were able to convince some first year Scouts um, that once you attain the rank of Life, you could phase through trees. True, <laughs> so, it might happen. Yeah, uh,
0: as a as someone who also attained the rank of Life Scout, it's true. Yep. <laughs> it can happen. Well, yeah. uh, once you're eagle, the trees actually move around you and you hold still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, if you want to walk through a wall, make a door. Boom. There you there go.
2: go. Oh yeah. You'll just I... run at it really hard and you'll most likely go through it. Modern problems require modern solutions.
0: <laughs> now here's the thing with running through the wall. You either have to run... At flash speed to phase through it, you have to do cartoon f- style, where you make the outline of yourself through it. Or, you have to be the Kool-Aid man, shout oh yeah, and it will turn into oh, a brick yeah. wall that you bust through.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh,
0: if you don't do any of those three things, you won't get through. But those three ways are guaranteed passage.
1: I believe it's written yeah. in the Bible, actually,
0: yeah. It's the 11th commandment. Uh, I, I shouting oh yeah as you bust through a wall turns it into a brick wall and you get through oh yeah, yeah. oh James uh, just went through a wall
1: yeah, there we go that's exactly what I did I'm actually outside right now
0: oh man you better good. get back inside for this next question
1: I'm going a bit of rush okay here I'm back inside now there we go Uh,
0: what's it like to have a good dad With oh, the, the favorite <laughs> answer on here is uh, the question asker chose this favorite answer you can find out. Jesus is the best father and he loves perfectly. But Jesus um, isn't
2: the father. Like it's God the Father. Jesus is what
1: God. God's got
0: that Bible answer.
1: <laughs> Jesus is not,
0: yeah. Jesus, Jesus is, is not the a son. Th- if you want to know no. notes, have, like to have a son, Jesus.
1: He's not a substitute for your own dad. Yeah. It's because God is. Know. Yeah. For like right. I don't know. I mean, what does it mean to be a good dad? Like that's a that's a question. No. You have that to be there
0: question. for your family, provide for well, them in whatever way you can, whether that is being the one who stays home and takes care of the children, or being the breadwinner, or mm-hmm. splitting the difference with your significant other.
2: Oh. What if you have a gluten allergy? Mm-hmm.
1: Well. Wow. And you well, get then you get gluten free bread.
2: Yeah. James knows.
0: I
1: know, well aware.
0: Uh, but as as much as you have to be supportive, you also have to know that at some points you got to push the bird out of the nest and make room for your kid up in the nest.
1: I think it's also like part of being like a good dad or knowing what a good dad is is accepting that, like at the end of the day, um, it sounds very obvious, but it is very true. Is and it can be hard. It it can be a hard fact to come to face with but it's like your parents are just people like they're just people at the end of the day so it's really easy to see like your dad or your mom as the idealized versions of what those words mean um and i'm not trying to speak to like they're shitty they're shitty people so they're shitty dads and they're shitty moms for sure um
0: are you telling me my dad isn't perfect
1: I, that's exactly what I'm telling you, Archer. I'm sorry if that. Thanks for letting over. me know. I appreciate it. Yeah, just letting him know that. Like, excuse <laughs> me, Dad. I thought it worked perfect. Um, what? No, but yeah, like it, it's just it's. I think especially about being a good dad is maybe even knowing that as well is that like you're just a person. Um, and that's no excuse. Like you should try and do the best you can for your kid. And um, what I heard from my dad a lot was like his whole thesis was like, I want to give you some of the stuff that I didn't have access to or that I didn't get when I was a kid. Um, and then from that kind of stuff that you get from your dad, you get to pick what you want to give to your kids and what you kind of want to maybe edit out for all that. So I don't know. I think being a good dad means like mm-hmm. learning from, from your dad what it means to be a dad and then you do, you, you try your best to be what you think is a good
0: dad and if that doesn't work work, there's a youtube channel where a dad who oh yeah yeah he he does tutorials on all those like home care home maintenance car maintenance things that dads are supposed to teach their kids because i think he grew up without a dad and he wanted to make sure other people had those lessons available to them that's cool
2: yeah and he's just like doing super simple stuff it's awesome he's like here's how you unclog a sink here's how you change a tire Uh,
0: yeah it's great it's real wholesome very good uh our last question for the evening is it bad to have younger friends further details I'm 24 and a few of my friends are 21 is this weird am I old compared to them
1: Yes, you're old, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you're 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 in a time in a temporal sense. Yes, you are older than they are, but um, it really depends on where you are. No, I'm I'm gonna be 24 like in a month or so. Um, Yeah, as the
2: youngest one here, I can't really
1: comment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kevin with his TikToks.
2: Yeah, seriously.
0: <laughs> You're a
2: or so you have less than a month on me. <laughs> I will yeah.
1: use every
0: advantage I have.
1: I would I would say like it, it really depends, because I've met I have met like thirteen year olds who are way more mature than some of the twenty-one-year-olds that I've met. And I've met twenty-four-year-olds yeah. <laughs> who are way more immature than some of the twenty-year-olds or twenty-one-year-olds that I've met. So It really depends, honestly, I find that maturity is not, like, a symptom of age. It's more of a symptom of experience. So it really depends on, like... Also, like,
0: that age difference stops being a thing once you hit, like, 19 and 20.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really matter that much. I mean, like, I would say... it. um, I know at least for my work, there's a different difference. There's a definite difference between me and I'm 23 right now. And there's a difference between me and someone, some of the people at my work who are like in their mid thirties or early forties. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's a big difference there. There is a difference, but once you get like, I remember in high school, like, you know, it was a big deal, but uh, you know, if you were a freshman, Seniors seemed so old compared to who you were. So like, yeah. there's definitely something as you get older, um, where those minor age gaps don't matter as much uh, for sure. Um, and, and obviously anyone who's 10 to 15 years older than you, like there's going to be a big gap um, in age yeah. and experience. But I would say with 21 and 24, you're on that bridge where it's like,
0: you're basically uh, the same so basically good.
1: you're you're ba- you're in the same cohort like the same generation at least for sure um that's not and, guaranteed oh like i don't know like technically did you know that technically we could be
0: considered zoomers did you know that i think we pretty much yeah are. we basically it's, are
2: but it by based on uh like uh when the date of which we were born. But I would say, like, more in mindset and culturally. Yeah. I think we definitely fit more into the millennial category.
0: See yeah. and I thought that too. But I've been learning a little bit more, thanks to my classes and some of the stuff I've some of the stuff <laughs> I've studied. It as far as I've been able to tell, politically, our understanding is much more closer to the Gen Z of indiff slight indifference or I don't think this system itself will actually change anything.
1: Well, we're, we're, us
0: are borderline. Like that's where our borderline comes in.
1: We're in a shoulder. Like, and I, I don't say this to try and like make us different or special. I think this is genuinely just where we fall, at least in my experience where it's like, um, we are in this weird shoulder period between both millennials and zoomers where it's like, yeah, we are younger than most than a majority of millennials. You know, older than a majority of Zoomers. Like, I don't feel identification with either group. Like, I would not yeah. call myself necessarily a millennial, and I definitely wouldn't call myself, like, a Zoomer. Um, So...
0: I don't know why, know, but the, uh, the phrase Zoomer makes me so irrationally annoyed because I well, keep reading yeah. about it as Gen Z. Yeah, I just
1: immediately associate it with, like, TikTok and, like, teenagers yeah. and stuff like that. Because and, and that shows you, then, that, like, you probably don't readily identify with it. Um, so I, I do think we, we're like a one foot in, one foot out generation.
0: Oh man, I'm we like got sh- one foot in the grave already. Yeah, I mean like, which is, I mean, maybe that
1: means that we can learn from uh, millennial mistakes and maybe help uh, educate, we can be the Obi-Wans to the Luke Skywalkers.
0: But will we? Uh,
1: some of us. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Some of us, sure. Yeah. I think so, or maybe the Palpatines. We can, we can all be the uh, the Palpatines to the uh, <laughs> the Anakin Skywalkers of the New Strike Generation. Strike him down. <laughs> yeah, but
0: have I you pray ever pray heard of it's, Dark Plagueis the Wise? It it's not a story <laughs> the Jedi would tell you. Um. Uh, 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 well, let's get out of here before James corrupts with his dark side of mystic magics. Yeah, it was
1: esoteric. The Sith were right. The Sith were right.
0: They, they were, but okay.
1: But I, I propagandists. <laughs> he's he's propagandists. <laughs> Don't listen to them.
0: Uh, Calvin, James, thank you for joining us this week. Thank you. No, thank you. Oh, well, thank you. No, thank Calvin.
1: Oh, thank you, Calvin. You're welcome.
0: Much appreciated. Calvin. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for allowing us to use their song "Living in the Moment" off the album Cross Off Yesterday. It's on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find your music. Probably. Um, We're on iTunes and Spotify. Follow us. uh, Download us. Do the reviews. We're on Amazon now too. Oh yeah. Um, social media. We're on Facebook better buddies we're on twitter at better use the hashtag better buddies tweeting about the show we also have our email better buddies cast at gmail.com if you have a problem you need advice on if you have a love interest you need to declare your love for if you have fan mail or hate mail or fan art or hate art you can send <laughs> it all there oh. i'm still waiting eagerly to read it oh yeah And last but not least, be a better buddy. Run away. What are you running from? from The scary aliens. Oh. Disclosure. Why isn't the government disclosed aliens yet? Didn't <laughs> they? they not there been like multiple reports of hey, here's some unidentified flying objects over the course of the last like eight months? Yeah, not, was, they they yeah.
2: finally released their like archives that have been in classified for like decades, and it was all like, yeah, there's some weird stuff. It's all probably weather.
1: Well, it's like it's like we knew that. Like
2: like all it's
1: been is like, oh, there's some weird shit going on. It's like everybody knows that already. It's like just say there are aliens or say there aren't.